Chapter Eight, Part Two, of the Worst Journey in the World, Volume Two, by Apsley Cherry Garrard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eight, Spring, Part Two. Lashley, as the reader may know by now, was a chief stoker in the navy and accompanied Scott on his plateau journey in the Discovery days. The following account of the motor's chequered career is from his diary, and for permission to include here both it and the story of the adventures of the second return party, an extraordinarily vivid and simple narrative, I cannot be too grateful. After the motors had been two days on the sea ice on their way to Hut Point, Lashley writes on 26th of October 1911, Kicked off at 9.30. Engine going well, surface much better, dropped one can of petrol each, and lubricating oil, launched about two miles from Hot Point. Captain Scott and supporting party came from Cape Evans to help us over the blue ice, but they were not required. Got away again after lunch, but was delayed by the other sledge not being able to get along. It is beginning to dawn on me the sledges are not powerful enough for the work, as it is one continual drag over this sea ice. Perhaps it will improve on the barrier. It seems we are going to be troubled with engine overheating. After we have run about three-quarters to a mile, it is necessary to stop at least half an hour to cool the engine down. Then we have to close up for a few minutes to allow the carburetor to warm up, or we can't get the petrol to vaporise. We are getting new experiences every day. We arrived at Hut Point and proceeded to Cape Armitage, it having come on to snow pretty thickly. So we pitched our tent and waited for the other car to come up. She has been delayed all afternoon, and not made much headway. At 6.30, Mr. Bowers and Mr. Garrard came out to us and told us to come back to Hut Point for the night, where we all enjoyed ourselves with a good hoosh and a nice night with all hands. 27th of October, 1911. This morning, being fine, made our way out to the cars, and got them going after a bit of trouble, the temperature being a bit low. I got away in good style. The surface seems to be improving. It is better for running on, but very rough, and the overheating is not overcome, nor likely to be, as far as I can see. Just before arriving at the barrier, my car began to develop some strange knocking in the engine, but with the help of the party with us I managed to get on to the barrier. The other car got up the slope in fine style and waited for me to come up. As my engine is giving trouble, we decided to camp. Have lunch and see what is the matter. On opening the crank chamber, we found the crank brasses broke into little pieces, so there was nothing left to do but replace them with the spare ones. Of course, this meant a cold job for Mr. Day and myself, as handling metal on the barrier is not a thing one looks forward to with pleasure. Anyhow, we set about it after Lieutenant Evans and Hooper had rigged up a screen to shelter us a bit, and by 10 p.m. we were finished and ready to proceed but owing to a very low temperature we found it difficult to get the engines to go, so we decided to camp for the night. 28th of October 1911 Turned out and had another go at starting, which took some little time, owing again to the low temperature. We got away, but again the trouble is always staring us in the face, overheating, and the surface is so bad and the pull so heavy and constant that it looks we are in for a rough time. We are continually waiting for one another to come up, and every time we stop something has to be done. My fan got jammed and delayed us some time, but have got it right again. Mr. Evans had to go back for his spare gear, owing to someone, not, bringing it out in mistake. He had a good tramp, as we were about fifteen miles out from Hut Point. 
29th of October 1911. Again we got away, but did not get far before the other car began to give trouble. I went back to see what was the matter. It seems the petrol is dirty, due perhaps to putting in a new drum. Anyhow, got her up and camped for lunch. After lunch made a move, and all seemed to be going well, when Mr. Day's car gave out, at the crank brasses the same as mine, so we shall have to see what is the next best thing to do. 30th of October 1911 This morning, before getting the car on the way, had to reconstruct our loads, as Mr. Day's car is finished, and no more use for further service. We have got all four of us with one car now. Things seem to be going fairly well, but we are still troubled with the overheating, which means to say half our time is wasted. We can see dawning on us the harness before long. We covered seven miles and camped for the night. We are now about six miles from Corner Camp. 31st of October 1911 Got away with difficulty, and nearly reached Corner Camp, but the weather was unkind and forced us to camp early. One thing we have been able to bring along, a good supply of pony food, and most of the man food, but so far the motor sledges have proved a failure. 1st of November 1911 Started away with the usual amount of agony, and soon arrived at Corner Camp, where we left a note to Captain Scott, explaining the cause of our breakdown. I told Mr. Evans to say this sledge won't go much farther. After getting about a mile past Corner Camp, my engine gave out finally, so here is an end to the motor sledges. I can't say I'm sorry, because I am not, and the others are, I think, of the same opinion as myself. We have had a heavy task pulling the heavy sledges up every time we stopped, which was pretty frequent. Even now we have to start man-hauling. We shall not be much more tired than we have already been at night when we had finished. Now comes the man-hauling part of the show. After reorganising our sledge and taking aboard all the man-food we can pull, we started with 190 pounds per man. A strong headwind made it a bit uncomfortable for getting along. Anyhow, we made good about three miles, and camped for the night. The surface not being very good made the travelling a bit heavy. After three days man-hauling... 5th of November 1911 Made good about fourteen and a half miles. If the surface would only remain as it is now, we could get along pretty well. We are now thinking of the ponies being on their way. Hope they will get better luck than we had with the motor sledges, but by what I can see, they will have a tough time of it. 6th of November 1911 Today we have worked hard and covered a good distance, twelve miles. Surface rough but slippery. All seems to be going pretty well but we have generally had enough by the time comes for us to camp. 7th November, 1911 We have again made good progress, but the light was very trying. Sometimes we could not see at all where we were going. I tried to find some of the cairns that were built by the depot party last year. Came upon one this afternoon, which is about twenty miles from one ton depot, so at the rate we have been travelling we ought to reach there some time tomorrow night. Temperature today was pretty low, but we are beginning to get hardened into it now. 8th of November 1911 Made a good start, but the surface is getting softer every day, and makes our legs ache. We arrived at one ton depot and camped, then proceeded to dig out some of the provisions. We have to take on all the man-food we can. This is a wild-looking place, no doubt. Have not seen anything of the ponies. 9th of November 1911 Today we have started on the second stage of our journey. Our orders are to proceed one degree south of one ton depot, and wait for the ponies and dogs to come up with us. As we have been making good distances each day, the party will hardly overtake us, but we have found today 
the load is much heavier to drag. We have just over two hundred pounds per man, and we have been brought up on several occasions, and to start again required a pretty good strain on the rope. Anyhow, we done ten and a half miles, a pretty good show considering all things. 10th of November, 1911 Again we started off with plenty of vim, but it was jolly tough work, and it begins to tell on all of us. The surface today is covered with soft crystals which don't improve things. Tonight Hooper is pretty well done up, but we have stuck it well, and I hope he will, although he could not tackle the food in the best of spirits. We know he wanted it. Mr. Evans, Mr. Day and myself could eat more, as we are just beginning to feel the tightening of the belt. Made good eleven and a quarter miles, and we are now building cairns all the way, one about three miles, then again at lunch, and one in the afternoon, and one at night. This will keep us employed. 11th of November, 1911 Today it has been very heavy work. The surface is very bad, and we are pretty well full up, but not with food. Man-hauling is no doubt the hardest work one can do. No wonder the motor sledges could not stand it. I have been thinking of the trials I witnessed of the motor engines in Wolseley's works in Birmingham. They were pretty stiff, but nothing compared to the drag of a heavy load on the barrier surface. 12th of November 1911 Today have been similar to the two previous days, but the light have been bad and snow have been falling which do not improve the surface. We have been doing ten miles a day geographical, and quite enough too, as we have all had enough by the time it goes camp. 13 November 1911 The weather seems to be on the change. Should not be surprised if we don't get a blizzard before long, but of course we don't want that. Hooper seems a bit fagged, but he sticks it pretty well. Mr. Day keeps on plodding. His only complaint is should like a little more to eat. 14th November 1911 when we started this morning, Mr. Evans said we had about fifteen miles to go to reach the required distance. The hauling have been about the same, but the weather is somewhat finer, and the blizzard gone off. We did ten miles and camped. Have not seen anything of the main party yet, but shall not be surprised to see them at any time. 15th November 1911 We are camped after doing five miles where we are supposed to be. Latitude, 80 degrees 32 minutes. Now we have to wait the others coming up. Mr. Evans is quite proud to think we have arrived before the others caught us, but we don't expect they will be long, although we have nothing to be ashamed of, as our daily distance have been good. We have built large cairn this afternoon before turning in. The weather is cold but excellent. They waited there six days before the pony party arrived, when the upper barrier depot, Mount Hooper, was left in the cairn. End of chapter 8, part 2